Hello and welcome to the movie podcast review of Madam Web. My name is Daniel. I'm one of your hosts today. And joining alongside me, tangled in my web, are my fellow webheads. It's Shabazz. Hello, Daniel. How are you today? I can't see. I'm as blind as Madam Web. <laughs> Goodness <laughs> gracious. I'm also climbing the wall. I don't know if you can see this on YouTube, but I am climbing the, the wall. The- the, I don't know why it sounds like you're doing a Michael Scott impression. It, it, I hear it when like hear Pam it. And, and Jim come back. It's like the way the tone in your voice is doing that. Deep I was cut doing, office I was doing a, a Madam Web impression though when she's no Madam Web. Oh, that's true. That's very accurate. And that, of course, also joining us within the web, it is Anthony. Hello, Anthony. Hello. I'm tangled in the web. Please get me out of here. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> you don't really sound like you want to be saved. You're like, I, I am tangled in here. I'm tangled in this so. web, guys. Please kill me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what this movie did. No. Uh, but yeah, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm so glad to hear it. Of course, today we are talking all about Madam Web, which is the latest entry into the Sony spider-man universe the ssu if you will uh we've had a bit of a break from these films you know we were supposed to get craven last year uh but it's wild to think i feel like we've had more than these um maybe i'm just lumping in the amazing spider-man films into this too which they're definitely not part of this universe but you know but we've had venom we had venom let there be carnage and of course we had everyone's favorite morbius now we've had three in the last six years and guess what sony's like we're going to double down on this we're going to give you three alone in 2024 uh so of course we're this is the first one this year first up is madam web later on this year we're going to get craven the hunter and then we're going to end the year off with venom 3 and of course we will have our reviews for all of those movies and more because this is the movie podcast you can catch brand new episodes all throughout the week with new interviews, reviews, and discussions and all the latest movies and series. We have such a great time doing what we're doing, and we'd love if you stick around, consider subscribing, leave us five stars wherever you're listening to us, and if you have an extra couple bucks to toss our way, we have a Patreon where you can help us keep the lights and the mics on. That goes such a long way in supporting our show, and if you're able to do it, we'd be so grateful because we absolutely adore making this show for you. Today's episode is going to be a fun one. We're so excited to talk about Madam Web. Uh, we're not going to get into the nitty-gritty spoilers of the film, but we will be discussing some plot points. So if you want to go in without knowing anything, even like the connections, if this is connected to Spider-Man, well, don't listen any further. We don't, we're not going to spoil that for you here. Uh, but we will be talking about the plot points of this film. It's like half spoiler. It's half spoilers. You know, there's yeah. no big reveals. Uh, there's not even after credits or mid credits for this film. So nothing yeah. to even talk about there. Uh, but really quickly, before we dive into our review and into our first thoughts, I also just want to say, if you want to talk about this movie, make sure you join our Discord. Write in the comments below if you're listening to this on YouTube. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, leave us a review on Spotify. You can engage with our poll. You can leave us a comment on the specific episode. So there's lots of ways to support us there. And of course, follow us on our socials at The Movie Podcast on Instagram, on X, on TikTok, on Letterboxd. Everything you need to know is in the show notes below. Now, Madam Web is in theaters on February 14th. I want to say a huge thank you to our friends at Sony Pictures for inviting us to watch the film. 
And to participate in an interview, we will have an interview with the producer of this film out later this week on the show. So stay tuned for that. And we could dive into a lot more of the film, a lot more spoilers. So we'll have that to release uh, later this week. So stay tuned for that. Now, without further ado, Madam Webb, let's get to our first reactions. We know Dakota Johnson is starring in this. Shay, give us your thoughts going into this film. And... Give us your somehow assembled thoughts upon leaving it. The floor is yours. I I don't know where to start. There's a lot about this movie that I really want to talk about. I'm actually so excited to talk about this movie because me too. I I you know uh, uh, not too long ago, if you were if you were for a fan of this show, you'll know that I was really really sick. I had a I had the flu. I was out for like a week solid. This movie, watching it, I felt like I was back to that fever that I was in because my God, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It was just, it was. I had so much fun watching this movie, and I I think it wasn't the intention of what this movie was trying to do for me, but it was such an interesting time. I've never seen an origin story movie about the origin of the origin story. Like this movie is so pre-origin that it's that it 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 had me confused. I was like, wait, we're not even talking about. And again, I know we're talking about some of the spoilers of this movie in a way, but. This movie, nothing is really happening in it until the very end. And even then, it's like, oh, we're still not there where we're supposed to be in a movie like this. This movie is crazy. It's, it's wildly unpredictable. I, I I could not tell you what was going to happen next other than like dialogue. Madam Webb could tell you, though, because she could see the future, though. And here. I think maybe that's that's the beauty of this film. It's a movie about telling the future and us in the audience had no idea where the hell this movie was going. Um it's unintentionally funny. It has really odd character decisions and moments and even just characters in general. There are actors that pop up in this movie that you're like, what are you doing in this? Like, what's you're too big of a person to be in a role like this and vice versa. Uh, There's not much action in a movie like this either, which is also very, very surprising, a very thin plot that is dangling by a thread but man, I just, I had a blast watching it with you guys. I think we were just laughing. We were just having a great time. So this is a very, this is going to be a very interesting review because as a movie as a whole, it's, it's going to, I'm going to be honest with you. It's not a really well-made movie. It's there's, there's not a lot of good writing in this or, or good direction in this movie, but there's a lot of fun to be had still. And, and I think that's kind of the beauty of this movie. So I'm really curious to get your guys' take on this because it's it's such a experience, this movie. Like I, I half the time we were all just looking at the theater like, wow, I, I can't I can't believe this is the next moment of this film. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. It's uh so let's let's there's a lot to unpack on your first reaction. And I I, I, I want to start off with the cast because obviously we said we have Dakota Johnson here leading, you know, building the web for us all. The web that connects them all is Dakota Johnson as Cassandra Webb. Solid name, solid character name. I know it's just, it's always so remember when like Mark Webb was, was made the director of the Spider-Man films. You're like, Oh, look, it's so perfect. It's so on the nose. And it's like, here's Cassandra Webb as this character name. But again, I know it's from the comics. It's just so funny that that's her name. Um, you have Sidney Sweeney in this, who's coming off the massive success, another Sony project, anyone but you. Um, you have Celeste O'Connor, Tahar Rahim, who was great in the Mauritanian. 
Uh, and then I think the big names that really stood out for us, we have like Mike Epps, Emma Roberts, and Adam Scott, who are all playing characters in this that are, uh, especially Adam Scott and Emma Roberts, who are a little bit more known to the canon of Spider-Man and are tied directly to Peter and a lot of the characters that we know outside of this, but this film does such an interesting job of just tiptoeing and like spider dancing around, actually like name dropping people. I mean, it does name drops for sure. It doesn't commit though. It doesn't, it doesn't commit, commit to the it's Spider-Man like, universe. You're like, uh, uh, it's enough of a nod where it's like, yeah, but if we don't want to connect it to Spider-Man, it's an easy out. Um, so it's really interesting to see that, but yeah, you have a really, you know, you have a really great cast in this. And I think when, Going into Madam Web, when we first heard about this film, uh, we're like, okay, you know, Sony's starting to do their own thing. You know, they have this huge web of characters in the Spider-Man, uh, you know, lore that they want to bring. I know back when the Sony leaks happened in 2014, you know, we are hearing words, we are hearing words of like, maybe we're going to get an Aunt May movie, or maybe we're going to get, um, you know, a spinoff of this character or this character, and now we're getting these films and now we're four films deep into this SSU uh, Venom and Venom 2 are obviously directly linked Morbius feels like it's, it's its own universe and that movie ends with it being tied and being weird into Michael Keaton Spider-Man and Tobey Maguire Spider-Man is referenced but it's on a it's a picture on the wall from the the PlayStation game render so it's like we're having these really weird ties to this grander Spider-Verse um, and then there's the Spider-Verse films, which are two perfect films. And then we have Madam Web, which is very interesting. It's a very fun movie to watch. But I'll get into my thoughts in just a little bit. Anthony, jump on into the web. It's nice and warm. I want to get out of the web. Get me get out, out of this of the web. web. Get it, get this out of the web. This is not the web I asked for. <laughs> it's funny because you when you think of when you think of Madam Web and the marketing leading up to it. You know the the whole line of you know, you know he was in the Amazon with my mom when she was reaching researching spiders and right before she died. The, you know that line that meme that grew and people were fascinated with that line. You have no idea the amount of lines you're going to fucking be fascinated about when it comes to this movie because that is nothing. That not is even not movie, even though. in the movie. That line isn't even in the movie. And that yes, that line is that not is in the movie. Nothing compared to all the line oh. readings in this film. Yeah, this movie is oh the, the the like I have never seen Anthony laugh so hard. At one point I turned around I'm like, dude, you're crying. He was crying Within with laughter. 5 minutes you clearly see that there is an huge issue with the script like i think it's one of the funniest scripts that is not supposed to be funny that i've seen on screen like it's it's very very shocking to think that man four people wrote this story and this is this is what we got it's it's this movie feels like a a movie from a different time like it just it almost feels like if there was never a comic book or superhero movie ever made before and this was the first version and we live in a time period where cheesy action is like the the norm like i feel like the audience right now is so savvy when it comes to make watching films and what they want to see on screen and, and the dialogue and you're watching dakota johnson say these lines and it's just it's deadpan it's just dry it's gray and i'm like man she must have hated 
making this movie. She must have hated making this movie because I could not imagine reading those lines and saying, I'm happy with what I'm saying right now. I'm, I'm joyous of what I'm about to do. There are scenes that are nonsense. There's just nonsensical scenes. There's a scene in the cab with all four girls and they're talking and I'm like, why is this five minutes long? Why is this six minutes long? It's, it is a weird movie. It is very weird. It's, it is an experience. Shay, you're right. It's an experience because you feel like you're Madam Web for some sort of reason. Like you feel like whatever you're watching right now, you must be tangled in some sort of, you know, extra, extra <laughs> dimension of what, what movies are made of. Like, it's just, it's so weird. And I just can't, I can't, ima- like, I can't believe like they, they made this movie. Like this so is weird. They, they, an editor was able to edit this and, and the director was happy with it. Went and it went through people, producers. Right? Like, it went through a list and of people. No disrespect, but you, as an audience member watching this, I could not be serious with this film i just couldn't even though there were moments where there is seriousness happening i just couldn't be serious with it i because it just felt so cheesy and felt so disconnected and the the uh the chemistry between all four girls were just not there and the the idea of what whatever the story was and whatever the story was supposed to be i think they really should have just focused on her as Dakota Johnson as Madam Webb and gaining her powers and being who being this person that we've seen in the comic books and, and being the the psychic of the spider world. I think they should have just focused on her rather than creating this convoluted story with all these other people and all these villains and not a lot of action until the end when you're on this warehouse of fireworks and you're just, you're just, you end this movie and you're just kind of like, I don't know what you want me to do with this. Cause it feels like they wanted to create, there was a sequel that they have in mind, but it doesn't feel like there is a sequel as well. Like there's something missing, but overall, I think it's a, an experience that I've haven't had in the theater for a very long time. And I was so happy to experience it with you guys. I think this film, I think Madam Webb is a direct response to the spider verse films because in a lot of ways, Madam Web is one of our, you know, it's another live action take on a multiverse, a multiversal story when you think about it, because she could see into other realities. She could see the futures, what could happen, what could not happen. Um, you know, and her web connects them all. But it, it's funny because you, like Anthony, you mentioned uh, the, the, like the four girls, you know, we have the, the three spider women girls characters and then we have like madam webb herself um and what what blows me away about their chemistry is that yeah they don't really have chemistry or they're not really given any real dialogue to to get it because every scene that they're in it's it almost like it's the same scene over and over and over again and i i don't mean like that as a as a it's like oh it's intentional because you can see the future she's trying to do it no it's like the same you know, basic characteristics of their character of like, there's a smart one. There's the tough one. There's uh, more of the edgy one. It's like exactly every yeah. scene reminds you that there are these characters. And it's like Sydney Sweeney's the submissive one. And the other ones are the tough one. And then there's smart one. And it's like 
every scene it's going to repeat and be like let's make sure we get a joke in there that we remember that you know she's the outgoing one she's the submissive one and she's the smart hard-headed one and we just keep getting that over and over and over again in each scene and then you have dakota cassandra webb who is just flying away doing all these other crazy stuff in the film you know, I, I like that you touched upon the the spider-verse element here daniel because I think truly what could have made this movie absolutely fantastic and would have made so much sense as to why it existed is if you kind of did use Madam Web as a live action Spider-Verse, if you had a, a big story where, you know, a threat is incoming and she needs to look into, um, you know, Toby's uh, world, she needs to look into Andrew's world and into um, Tom Holland's world. And like, you make this really massive film, but so much of this movie comes across as another studio made it that didn't have the rights to Spider-Man. Whereas this is Sony making this movie. They have all the rights to Spider-Man, but they kind of tiptoe around it like you said daniel the spider crawl around the spider-man universe it's it's like they just had the rights to this character madam webb and they can't really call anyone spider-man or they can't say peter parker or ben parker or, or any parker it's just kind of like jonah oh yeah that's yeah. richard or, or, or j jonah jameson they'll just say oh hey this is jonah and it's like but who's jonah and what's going on here it just feels so much more fan film made like you had that spider-man lotus movie come out on on youtube last year like this feels like this is that next attempt at it and it and it really boggled my mind and one of the things that you said daniel as we left the theater was you know it feels like an animated episode that we kind of got on tv on fox kids 22 minutes long but they've now stretched it out to nearly two hours of just the same thing repeating over and over and over again and i'm like why like why do we have these three girls in this movie like they do absolutely nothing for the story they don't push anything forward and and and, and this is the thing right if we had madam webb looking into other spider verses and you're like okay i need to collect sydney sweeney i need to collect isabella i need to collect celeste their characters and then help them fight whatever bad guy she's fighting because they're connected somehow much better already it, it, no it's like they're all in the same universe and they're being hunted by tahar rahim's character um ezekiel ezekiel, ezekiel very biblical name yeah because he has spider-like <laughs> abilities that he got um and he's always barefoot in the movie is and again at least that's accurate to the comic books from what we were looking up but uh you don't really have a much of a motive for him other than i need to kill these girls because eventually they're going to kill me one day or i'm going to die at the at their hands one day and that's the dream that he keeps having and i need to go out and hunt these girls down and kill them so i don't die one day and you're like okay that is the uh, main motive it. it's that so the villain the motive he keeps yeah. having this dream that these three girls are going to kill him. And that is that. But we see it once. once. He's like, I, once, yeah. I have this dream every day of my life. And I'm like, okay, dude, you need to go see a therapist. <laughs> but, but really like that can't be the motive for for this movie. There, there needs to be more to a villain. Like you guys are filmmakers, make him smarter, make him make, 
<laughs> like <Yeah>. what? <laughs> well, give it some gr- depth. Then, give it just and some then they use two thousand and three technology <laughs> to find these three girls. <laughs> Think of it as like the, the you know the dark night. Yes, out, yeah. But like the the scene of the dark night. And listen, the dark night was less advanced, and it was it took place five years after this. Uh, this is like yeah. think of legit think of the god's eye from the fast and the furious films it's legit that you put the name of somebody you're looking for not even the name of who you're looking for his thoughts of them in 2003 yeah. the nsa has the technology to take out the images of this man's brain to look for these characters and they're like, there's a scene again. This isn't a spoiler because this is in the trailer. You see the three girls in their Spider-Man masks, and his tech person <laughs> is like, "This is what they look like in your dream." And then we de-age them, so this is what they look like now, and they look the exact same. <laughs> Just without Just the like, masks. It's like this. It's like this. If you're on YouTube right now, it's like. <laughs> And this is them without the mask. <laughs> I was and like, I was just like, what, what just is happened? Going what on? just happened? Like this tech, this grand technology is like, Broop. and I was just like, wow, okay, this is this movie knows what it is, though. I think so. I think that's it that's what, what it has it going for it. Actually, I don't know. Does it? I don't know. We're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. But there's a lot here. I do want to talk about to uh, to hear Raheem as a villain. Um, he gives. A phenomenal performance in the Mauritanian. Um, go watch that film if you haven't. It's a heavy watch, but it's a damn good movie. He was great in Napoleon um, too. Great in everything. Yeah, he just all you know the 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 bulk of what his role is in this film is be angry, find the girls, get outsmarted by them, and then try and find the girls again. Um, and I think be- I don't again I don't know the nature of how this film was made in the sense of script changes things being moved around it feels like there was a lot of reshoots or a lot of just random stuff thrown in to change it up but the amount of adr uh where adr meaning additional dialogue recording where he has to re-record lines where they don't even mask it at some points where it's like usually you'll hear it where it's like their face is turned away so you don't see their lips it is on him and he's clearly saying something else than what he's saying in the scene and he says it in such like a i will find them and i will get them it's like the line delivery it almost reminds me a little bit like of a dub of like a different language where you're just like oh like the the the, the dubbing yeah. in this is feels a little off it doesn't feel it's like a ball right movie. so you're just like oh that's a little strange and it really is a i i think it's a disservice to the actors because you do have madam webb has a great cast and I and I told you guys I like the premise of the film. I like the okay. You know what, Madam Web is a character that I don't think anyone was really asking for as a, as a as a film. But like okay, like where we've been now with Spider Man and the Spider Verse and with No Way Home, a character like Madam Web we could try to find a way to make work. But I don't think Dakota Johnson really was um, either the person to bring that forward or even just the script to really help her with that, right? And I think at the end of the day, the biggest problems that this movie face are the scripts and the actual technical film itself. And I mean that just like it feels a little disorienting watching because you're you'll have a lot of shots where it's just like here and then it'll just zoom in. And that's like almost every shot. So uh, you'll notice it a lot, especially in the beginning scene in Peru, 
where you're seeing these characters talk and like it's constantly like zooming in on them and it's like you're trying to find kind of figure out what's happening and the camera's making these erratic movements so me as a viewer like you're trying to settle into a movie you know you guys you're 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 trying to get your footing in the film trying to get the vibe of it i never really got the rhythm of this movie because i'm constantly at odds with technically what it's doing and then obviously the outlandish and unintentionally funny story and dialogue deliveries and so much more it was like the office right like mockumentary style the way the camera was moving in and i was like wait what is the what's the stylistic choice here but also what is the narrative choice here why are they zooming in like this like is this meant to be a documentary now because they're in peru but who's filming it and what is going on and i think the other thing that you're also kind of brought up daniel about ezekiel is why did he have a suit? Why did he have? Why this, did he have like, a Spider-Man I suit? Have, we have Spider-Man at home kind yeah. of suit. Like it didn't make it. It, it would also didn't look like a good suit. It wasn't a good suit, and it just didn't make any sense because he wasn't always in his suit. He would be in a suit, then wouldn't be in a suit, then would be yeah. in a suit, and it just so like, was. An what's the point of being in the suit if you're character. wearing it? Are you a villain? Are you a bad guy? We don't know. Are you an established, you know, thing? And again, I, I, a lot of these films rely on news stories and things like that to tell you, you know, it sets it up a little bit at the beginning where it's like, no one else could see him, but that's never talked about again in this movie. But like, why? No, why can't no one else see him? Only, you know, the, the, the four spider people could see him. And then they're not even spider people yet, right? They're just normal yeah, they're civilians. Just civilians. So it's like, why can they see him, but no one else can? It's it's really weird. It's never you know brought up or established again. There's no, There's explanation. no explanation. There's no explanation. No no logical explanation to these characters from no you know Cassie to Anya to Julia to Maddie Ezekiel. None of those characters have an explanation to why they're in this movie, other than he has his dream and he needs to take care of these these girls because they're gonna kill him. There's they don't even have spider powers. They just in the future they will. But why would you make a movie about people that don't have spider powers who will have them in the future in a movie and <laughs> in, in a maybe a, a a future movie where they might have it? We're we're here now. We're watching the movie now. Give yeah. us something. We're being sold that film, right? We we're have, being sold that film of like yeah. look at these new characters are being introduced. You know, you we're coming off of one of one of the best years in Spider-Man history where we get across the Spider-Verse, we get Spider-Man 2 on PS5. You look back at 2018 where you had uh, Spider-Man coming out on PS4, you had Into the Spider-Verse, you had um, Infinity, Infinity War. War. Like you're, We're coming off some banger years of Spider-Man and Miles Morales and I feel like we're getting these other side stories where it's like you know, Venom and you could love Venom. I think there's a lot of things that I really like in Venom. Morbius is another film that we went into. We we're like, oh God, let's see what happens. And the three of us left Morbius. Yes, Morbius is not a great film by any means. But we left. We're like, well, that was pretty coherent. That actually told a story. That that movie was... It tried to make sense. Easy it tried to, to, to make sense through, until the ending. You know? Until the ending. And then the, we have Madam Webb that feels so disjointed, so disconnected from itself. And it has these leaps in logic that really left us scratching our heads as to uh, one was that did they just do one take for every <laughs> yeah. line reading? You know, Dakota, yeah, Dakota really just with with every line. You know, there was a line that there's multiple lines that that had me laughing, but there was one that where she just said, "I hope the spiders were worth it, mom," and it just like delivered so deadpan out of the blue. And you're just like, oh, okay, 
but again like and and, and, and it's balloon. so interesting though because again there is other like aside from like liking like having a fun time with this movie for the like the wrong reasons um there is a, a some sort of idea that i i'm hoping when they were making this film they obviously had the intentions to make a good film i hope but it really is non-coherent yeah. and it it just it blows me away that this film is set in 2003 it feels like anthony said like it released in an, another universe where they didn't have superhero movies because it has the sensibilities <laughs> of of a 2000 superhero movie in all the worst ways of the things where you're like okay you're having people back especially in the early days of superhero films you had people who weren't superhero fans adapting them and changing them and doing their stuff and obviously you look at uh you know the x-men films and you know comic books being banned on that set and kevin feige had to sneak comic books to the actors so they could kind of get an idea who these people were right um you have like a lot of these random movies that were made in that time from the fox era of i mean sony was killing it in that era with the raimi films but um there's so many so much sensibilities in this film that really feel out of time and then that's not to uh <laughs> the weird issues with like oh like there's somebody having a psp on the bus but i'm like in 2003 the psp wasn't out yet or toxic toxic by britney spears wasn't out yet so it's like you have like these weird things and i get like this is another universe and those universes those things could have been out already but if you're gonna have such iconic things in your movie it feels to have them at an appropriate time I, I think that's one of the things that also really bothered me about this film was that they were so fixated on making certain elements like bulletproof in terms of logic. But then the next scene immediately, it didn't make any sense. Like there's a moment where, you know, Dakota Johnson steals a taxi cab to, you know, escape Ezekiel. And the police. And then, and the police and all and there's a scene of her pulling over and ripping off the license plates. But this taxi cab is damaged to shit it clearly like is a stolen cab because it still has the cab number and everything on it but then throughout the whole film she's using the same cab and she goes away for a bit and comes back and i'm like like why are we still stuck in this vehicle like like can we not move past this because it just feels like a weird thing to fixate on that they did and like they really drove some parts home i it was just it 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 blew my mind as to how we were trying to get from point a to point b in this film and how they would just insert random moments like she just goes to peru in the middle of the film for like a day and then comes back and i'm like this doesn't make any sense this movie just feels like it was thrown together and they're just kind of hoping like maybe people won't question it. there's also the scene in the diner which i found super cringy to watch with with sydney sweeney and and um isabella and and celeste where they see these guys at a diner table we'll say jocks and sydney's kind of like eyeing one from the corner and then all of a sudden i don't know how, how it happens but they start to migrate over i think celeste pulls her over to the table and they start to dance on the table to toxic with these guys around like coyote ugly and it just felt and they're teenagers too i'm like what the, what what and this is directed by a female like this is sg clarkson's a woman you thought this was a right scene to put in this movie at this part of the in the movie where we're trying to get the story you think a five minute six minute sequence of this is what this movie needed of high school and i didn't understand what the point of it is it, other than 
why don't you just leave them eating and then the guy comes in and and attacks them why did you have to make it like this weird sexual and maybe and people will say well that's you making it sexual I'm like no nah, man this is fucking that that shit is that shit is what it's supposed to be and i know it's supposed to be because that's that's the yeah way it's it's planted it's planted in the film yeah. right i mean they're playing britney spears toxic and they're dancing on the tables i mean if they're dancing in their seats it's different but they sit up on the tables and, and, and the guys are, are like the there's the like are seven guys right and it's just yeah no one's doing anything the, in the diner right it's yeah. like this and, and weird no, world no that they live anything. in and it's so funny and the guys seem younger. Yeah. Like they seem younger than Sydney Sweeney. Like Sydney Sweeney looks like an adult. Yeah, in this and, movie. and that's and that was my next thing. It's so funny because like she's such an adult now to us, especially like anyone but you. Like she's she's an adult in that. And like and it's weird to see her as a teenager in this again. And then she's all sheepish and shy. But as soon as like her friend was just like, No, come up on the table, she's like, Yeah, okay, cool. And she starts dancing on the table. It's like okay it just it, it and that's the thing it doesn't stick to these characters i think the one who's most consistent throughout is dakota and her performance and i and i think she's just kind of running on autopilot a lot of it Dude, too the most consistent um, character is the cab because that cab from beginning <laughs> to end <laughs> from beginning to end yeah. stands its ground he wherever that cab no went, no matter what he, she was filling that thing yeah. up <laughs> that cab no matter what it was sitting she was doing rides yeah. It was crazy taxi. It was crazy her. taxi. Like you just, she just went through a car wash. The the car got fixed, like GTA, and then yeah. you left. It's such a memeable movie, and I don't, I don't think that's what the point of the film should be. It's very memeable. Like every moment, we're like, well, that's going to be on the internet. Well, that's going to be on the internet. One thing that I, I really enjoyed was um, Ben Parker. I and did I, too, dude. I'm so glad you brought that up. I kept thinking in this movie, I'm like, love Adam do I want love Adam Scott? Oscar, do I want like an Uncle Ben movie? That I like. I kept thinking of that because Adam Scott was, he was, he was also the one of the most stable characters in this movie, and he his presence felt like Uncle Ben, and like you see a little bit of the mannerisms of of being this wise person who's giving advice and who's really this hero, and I'm like, man, I'm wondering, should should it, there be an Uncle Ben film where we get to no, there shouldn't. Where we get there the shouldn't. history of Uncle Ben? <laughs> I like where your head's at, but no, no. we don't need it. We no. don't need it. But 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 Anthony, I'm so with you because again, that goes back to there are so many things in this film that could have been better. But you look at Ben Parker, you look at Adam Scott in this film, and you're like, wow, like there's something that is just so likable about this person. And I I didn't grow up watching Parks and Recs or anything like that. So my biggest exposure to Adam Scott is whenever he would play a prick in a movie like uh, Step Brothers or anything like that. But he's so likable in this role and I really like his dynamic with Dakota Johnson. It's a shame they don't get too much to do together in the film, but when they're out doing their things like in the in the ambulance, their paramedics like that's a really cool story. Like I was actually enjoying that a lot and yeah. they work so well together. Uh, it just, you know, the film shifts gears a lot. And when you're introducing the larger story of like what her mom does and, you know, the the line from the trailer, like we said, that's not even in the movie, you know, she was in the Amazon or she was in the rainforest in Peru when studying spiders type thing. Um, it just feels so clunky and it feels like, okay, we're trying to tie in comic lore. We're trying to tie in some type of plot, but all we're getting is exposition and info dumps and leaps in logic that really don't make any sense. Even um, 
even Emma Roberts is so good in this movie. Like whenever she came up on the screen with Adam Scott, I was like, oh man, like this is the story that I'm much more interested in because she's pregnant with a baby in 2003, which could only mean she's going to have Peter Parker. But again, they don't really say it is Peter, but it's just this whole thing of like, man, this is such a much more interesting story. We're getting Adam Scott. We're getting Emma Roberts. They have great chemistry. They're really like driving a fun performance. And then we have this other story of Madam Web happening that I'm like, I don't think I really care about this right now. Yeah. And it's like commit. We need a little bit more of commitment on either side of it, right? To tell a more stronger and coherent story. And sorry, we also have four characters that have no superpowers really facing off against one guy who has superpowers. And like, I, I still don't understand how they kept coming up on top. Like it just didn't make any sense. I'm like, how does he keep losing? What is the strength that they have that they can see a few minutes ahead? It, it just, and, it, and, it and, was, and it does it that thing. So weak. It does that thing that a lot of, uh, movies and shows do when when somebody could see the future or somebody has the power that they can't control god damn it when the plot needs them to be able to control it though they'll figure it's that shit control. out it's like there <laughs> it's like there's a scene i just can't that's too much of a spoiler we'll talk about it on a future episode though um <laughs> uh but it just deals with uh, no, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not gonna even say it i'm not gonna even say it i'll don't, tell you guys don't after say it. it don't say it um but there's there's these moments where it's like should these little triggers will make cassandra um you know have these flash forwards and it's actually kind of a cool effect it's very disorienting because you're also trying to figure out what the hell's happening but i, I kind of liked how they would show the flash forwards it would kind of cut back and feel it almost felt like like oh my god like i feel like i'm going crazy right now watching and, and i think that's a smart way of showing the of, of conveying like this person doesn't know what's happening they don't know what's real they don't know what's not uh but because it just turns into just such like a whenever the plot needs it to happen it will you don't really feel like she's getting the hang of her powers at all it just feels like whenever the plot needs her to mm -hmm. have control she will have control i agree with that because i was so confused when her power would kick in i would be like is it because she's in danger or there's impending danger that it kicks in or is she able to right. do it on her own there's nothing visually on the screen that really indicates she her power kicking in it's just like it would cut to her experiencing a, uh, something that's happening on the on the subway or on the train and then it would cut back to her with her jacket on before that scene happens it just felt weird i felt like there might have been a visual effect something to indicate okay i'm going through this or sound or something that of, like of yeah predetermination before it actually happens and i think there's other there we we've seen it before where where you know people with psychic abilities can see the future before it happens and it's done really well with this it's almost uh, a, a cut like it's you cut here you cut there and yeah. cut back and now she has a in this case she'll have the jacket on because before she took it off and she was like oh i just went into the future it's strange it's, yeah. I'm, I'm not a fan no of we also like we go a long period of time also without her ever using that power like you kind of forget that it happens because it'll be like 20 minutes and she hasn't had like a yeah. flash forward like, oh, or anything yeah, like that's that. her power she oh, can this, look into the future yeah. yeah like this could have been a really cool like final destination marvel movie but it, it never really 
you know, goes into that. And I just, uh, there, there's a lot that this movie could have done really well. And I think we had fun with it, but I think we had the, the different kind of fun that they didn't want us to have. Maybe <laughs> let's get into our final recommendations for Madam Webb and Shabazz. I'm going to get you to start us off. I think truly this is a skip it. Um, I think this is a really fun movie. Like you can just kind of have fun with while laughing at some of the insanity that this film creates. Uh, so maybe it's kind of on that borderline of you can add it to your queue, watch it at home kind of a deal. But as a movie as a whole, it's not really well made. And I think it bums me out that it has a lot of talent in it and it has a lot that could go really well for it. But because the movie as a whole just doesn't stick any of its landing or really tell you a story that is important or giving you anything for the future you're kind of just taking two hours of time that you know you maybe could have learned a new skill or something so for that reason i'd say skip it Shabazz, i am right there with you this is a skip it for me um i didn't have too high intentions going into it but what this film did surprise me with was how unintentionally funny it was um and i know that's not the point of this film but i had such a friggin last watching with you guys because you just it's a really funny movie it generally is a really funny movie just from the line deliveries from the absurdity alone like you're like sure and it almost reminded me a little bit when i'm watching fast and the furious because i was watching this and i was just like wow this is absolutely absurd but i'm glued to the screen to see what happens next and same thing for you shay like, for that reason too if you are morbidly curious not morbiously curious if you are curious check it out catch it when it comes to streaming it is a wild wild time i promise you <laughs> you will not be able to predict what happens next no you, you know you won't be able to predict what happens next and i think that's this movie's biggest strength i think there's some really cool ideas with ben parker and just the premise alone but premise alone isn't what this film is and, and unfortunately for that um it's a skip it for me anthony take us on home three for three it's gonna be a skip it for me as well i um you know i think if i can use my madam web skills i think this movie might get a cult following just because of the i think so too the type of movie it is and how the campiness right the campiness and how bad but like also funny but the the actors don't know it this is not I, I, ironically it's funny. ironically funny but i feel like this is a movie where people will much more than morbius because you remember morbius the whole initiative going <laughs> getting sony to put morbius back into morbid time theaters yeah. i feel like this movie will have some sort of weird cult following because it's so weird and the story and you're just shocked that these actors are saying these lines and they were okay with performing these these sequences and not really questioning what this movie was about or questioning the director's vision i feel like this is a film that we haven't experienced in a long time i feel like something this is something that we would have watched in the 90s where we would learn you know 20 years after the the on onset shenanigans and and just the disruption of what this movie how this movie was made i'm i'm i in another world, this movie could be good. And in our world, definitely not. I love that. That was the movie podcast review of Madam Web. Of course, it releases on Valentine's Day here in North America, February 14th. Go take your loved one. 
Uh, thank you so much to our friends at Sony Pictures for inviting us to watch the film. Like I said, we will have our interview out later this week with the producer of this film. So make sure you tune in for that because we'll have a lot. We'll have a great conversation with him. Also, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Letterboxd, wherever you are, the movie podcast is there. Make sure you follow us. Check out our show notes below for links to our Discord, to our YouTube. If you want to see our lovely faces, I think this is a great review that you probably want to see on YouTube because why wouldn't you look at us? We're, we're adorable. Uh, but also, Patreon is an incredible way if you want to support us on the movie podcast. If you want to help us keep the lights and the mics on, all it takes is a couple bucks a month. Um, we have some different tiers there for you. So again, check out our show notes for all of those links and more. That was this time with the movie podcast, and we'll see you next. Next.